Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Five years ago, Champale Anderson began distributing free snack bags to the kids in her neighborhood. She lives in North St. Louis City, and she could tell the students in the neighborhood were hungry. But after years of supplying the snacks with her own money, earlier this summer, Anderson set up a GoFundMe campaign. She called it Champ's Teardrops Free Snack Lunch, and she set a goal of $1,500. The campaign ended up being a smash hit. As of this morning, Anderson has raised $59,665, and that amount continues to climb. Joining me in the studio to talk about Champ's Teardrops Free Snack Lunches is Champale Anderson. Champale, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So what first gave you the idea of offering these snack bags? Well, because I have a lot of kids, and they would bring their friends over, and um, I noticed that they would be hungry. They, they, they had never had a problem asking me for something to eat because I would give it to them. Well, um I just decided to do that. You know, the good Lord just kept putting it in my head. I kept ignoring it for a long time, uh, but I went ahead and did it. And each day I would just wonder, like, how would, how would I uh, provide this for, for them? So I started making peanut butter and jelly. I would take my change, and and it, it just went from there. And I did this consistently every single day. And you were putting these, it's not like you were just handing them um, one thing to eat and sending them on their way. You were putting together these these paper bags with sandwiches in them and then other treat as, treats as well. Fruit, chips, whatever. I, I change up. It makes them so excited, you know. And was this just two friends, three friends? How many of these were you giving out in an average day? Oh, my goodness. At least, um, at first it was like maybe 40. 40. Mm-hmm. So you started with 40. And, and they, by the, the kids will tell their friends and then they start coming. It just grew. I heard at some point you had something close to like 100 people just popping by your house every day to get these uh, snack bags. Yes. I have more now. <laughs> yeah, now that word has really gotten right. out. So I'm a mom myself. I have two young kids. And I got to say, keeping food on the table, kids just eat so much. They're so hungry. And it is not cheap. How did you pay for having 40 to 100 snack bags on a daily basis? Well, I work. Uh, my husband, you know, he helps out. Um, so I have a good support system, all those kids, yeah. <laughs> my kids. <laughs> but so, so you were just doing this with your family? With finances. my family, yes. When did you realize, hey, it, it would be great to get some donations for this thing? Well, after about a year. So my daughter, Satin, decided to make me up some flyers. And we would go out and we would pass them out. You know, a lot of people would say they would donate, but, you know, you never heard from them. And um, we did that for quite a while. Every now and then, some might might pop up with loaves of bread or, you know, they, they help give me you out. some food donations. Yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're getting some kind of minimal donations. I understand at one point um, you or one of your daughters even tried to put up a GoFundMe page just yourself. Yes, we put the GoFundMe page up, but we had one response, and that was my sister. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, yeah. So that was not a viral success. Right, right. So uh, we um, talked to a young lady um, from Fox 2 News. And how did she find you? What, what I was out passing out the flyers out on 270 in Riverview one, one, one day, and uh, she just happened to see us. Um, she gave us a card, and we emailed her. We didn't hear back from her for about a month, so we just let, let it go. We yeah, knew. you probably figured that was it. Yeah, that was it. She Nobody's going to respond because they always tell us that. Right. Uh, but 
after a month, she called me that Friday, and she wanted us to be there uh, August 19th. We went in for a segment. It aired. Uh, a few people uh, called us and donated a few. Um, she had you then in the Fox 2 studio talking about this. Yes. Okay. Dan Gray did. Okay. Okay. So then we did a follow-up with Kelly Hopkins. Okay. And Kelly took it viral. Okay. And did she help you set up the GoFundMe then, or how she, did... She redid the GoFundMe, and I believe she put it on Twitter, because I'm computer illiterate. I have no idea about this. Yeah. And um, she just... It, we just blew up. <laughs> and so did that happen right away? I mean, when did you start getting a sense of, oh my goodness, it's more than just my brother seeing this thing? That same Sunday. She, she left my house at... 12, I think it aired at 8. I started receiving calls that night. I received calls all night and to the next day, and I'm still receiving calls. People are so wonderful. I am so overwhelmed, happily overwhelmed. Uh, and now um, with all those donations, now I'm able to grow. So I have five. When I leave here today, I'm actually about to set up different locations where kids can receive snack bags. Oh, wow. We will be making them at my house, and each day I will take them to the locations. And are you going to stick with the city of St. Louis, or are you going to be going to parts of the county with this? Where did How did you pick these yes, locations? Yes, I have um, a few people in the county, Pine Line, uh, Jennings. Oh, okay. Um, going South down to North County a bit. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then also into South City. Hey, if, if someone wants to help me out and I can set it up there, I want it. I just want it to be a safe area where the kids don't run in the street. That's my yeah my biggest fear. Yeah. Because they're so excited about what could be in that bag today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you also, you do have a job. You said you, you have a job in healthcare. Yes. Um, even just doing this out of your house, that's a significant amount of work. Now that you're taking on multiple locations, how are you even going to make that work? Listen, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm count on the good Lord to give me strength. Yeah. He's, he's, he's my drive. You know, he, he gets me up. Let's get this done. So. Now, I know that part of the reason that you started doing this is you had experienced some, some trouble in your life. A lot of it. Yeah. Um, what led you to, to sort of put your trust there and, and to say that, yeah, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help my community. Just, just because of my past, you know. I, I, didn't, I didn't have such a good childhood growing up. You know, it was rough. Mm -hmm. And uh, I made some bad decisions. Mm -hmm. uh, I just grew, and the more I grew, I knew, you know, my grandmother took us to church every single day. I went to church, so, you know, I'm a God-fearing woman. I know. I know who I need to talk to when I need to, you yeah. know, when I'm in trouble. And I got locked up. Uh, I received a case in uh, 2004 on receiving stolen property. And it just kind of, I actually, I gave it back. It just went beyond where it needed to be. And I got locked up that last time. I was sitting there, and I said, um, I know this is not what you want from me, what it is. What, what is my purpose? You were saying this to, to God. Yes, and, and he gave that to me. And like I said, I ignored it. I got out. I didn't, I didn't stay locked up for long. Yeah. I got out, yeah. and I just changed my life. And at that point, you sort of felt him calling you to help feed kids, or you just yes. knew that he had some purpose? I knew. Well, let me explain. I have been dealing with children throughout my life. I kept my sisters and brothers. Everybody 
have their kid is always at my house. I, yeah. they, I love kids. And I, you have six of your own. I right? have six of my own plus a few. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so these kids were always around. Yeah, all the time. So when you realized there was a purpose in your life, it makes sense that you would see it there in mm-hmm. these kids. Because that's my calling. Because I, I, I talk to kids, you know. I'm, I'm, I, I play with them. I'm serious with them also. And they love me. They respect me. You know, they come to me. I have kids in the neighborhood. If they feel like something is wrong, they'll come and tell me. They know you, they can they talk know. to you. They know. A young lady came the other day. She said, Miss Champel, uh, it's a white van down there. He keep looking at us. I said, wait a minute. I was passing out back. I said, okay, just stay right there. We're going to go check it out. That made me proud that she thought enough of me to. That she could trust you. Trust me to make sure. She said, could you watch us go home? I, I watched them go home, and I watched him too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got him out of where he was. <laughs> I'm sure that the kids appreciated that. Yes. So you've got this sense of calling, but why do you think it is that this ended up taking off to the point that it did? What about this particular campaign? Everybody's asking for money. And as you say, you had been out there before trying to get people to pay attention to this. What do you think about this campaign touched people so much? That they they knew that I was passionate about what I was doing, and I am. I imagine the fact you did it for five years without getting any funding, that could get yes. people's attention. Yes. And I believed uh, everything was getting set into place. My daughter went to college. She could help me out with a lot of business um, decisions. And, you know, every it just all came into play. And now you're going to have this big operation. I mean, as much as though $59,000 sounds like a ton of money, that's not a limitless supply. How long do you think you'll be able to keep doing these multiple locations? I hope as long as I can. Do you think you'll keep the GoFundMe open? or? Um, I, I have no idea. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I just know that, that that's really not a big deal to me, that money. I, I did it without that. So uh, that don't mean, you can't miss what you never had. Money doesn't mean anything to me like that. I'm I'm, I'm happy to get it. I'm happy to get the help that I need for my babies because I'm going to keep this going, whether or not I have a GoFundMe page or not. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you live in a part of the community that doesn't always get the resources that other parts of the city get. And I'm sure that's why, you know, that's why you had to draw on your own strength to do something like this. What would be some other needs in your community that you'd like to see other people tackle? Just the sort of bread and butter type stuff that made you say, hey, kids are hungry after school. Right. And I would like to uh, for just have a rec center for these kids. I need these kids to get off these streets. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so much violence going on right now. And you know what? That's because we have lost them somewhere. You know, there's nothing to do. They have organization, Herbert Hoover, Matthew Dickey's, Wesley House. But a lot of those places, they you can get in as a member for free, but the programming, whatever you decide, it costs money. Those kids can't afford that. I want to take them on field trips. Me, my husband, my family, we go fishing all the time. We like doing things. I, I, I have walked to the science center with all my kids. Yeah. Every Saturday, I would get up to take them somewhere. Yeah. And that's what I want to do for these kids. You know, show them different. I need them to stay focused on the brighter light. 
Yeah, and that's obviously something where you can't just take 100 kids to the no, Science Center. No. But maybe some of these people that have, have helped with your campaign, maybe now they'll want to step up and, and find a way to help with, say, a recreation center. I truly hope so. Yeah. Maybe this thing that you've begun is something that can, can be even bigger than what you've started. Absolutely. Well, Champelle Anderson, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And good luck as you're expanding to these multiple locations. I can't wait to get the update on what happens next. And I'm going to send you some pictures as soon as I set them up. I am looking forward to seeing those. And we will share those with our readers on our website, which is uh, stlouispublicradio.org. So, Champelle, thank you so much for joining us. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.